Welcome to the WCIA 3 in 1 podcast. That's a wrap 2020, our final podcast of the year. Brett Barron's here with Andy Olson. Marlo Weirda has been off, and she is gracious enough to join us from vacation from afar. And it's great to just finally wrap up the year. I want to spend the next 20, 25 minutes just reflecting, looking back, remembering about what an eventful year this was. A lot more bad than good, and a year that I hope we never have to repeat. But uh, nonetheless, we've made it to the end of 2020, and for that, I am thankful. So let's start with this. Uh, Marley, give me your biggest takeaway from 2020 and the thing that you will remember most from this uh, eventful year. Wow. Well, yeah, eventful is is one way to put it, but maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I know everyone is like really excited to to move on from 2020. And and I agree. It's been uh, just a crazy year. So many things thrown at us that we could have not possibly imagined, but it it really was kind of a a good year. I think I learned a lot about um, myself and and my limits and, and what I can do in in adversity, and I'm sure you guys probably feel um, the same way. But uh, even in a year that had so much bad, I do think um, some good came out of it. For one thing, though, it was without a doubt the quickest year of my life. I can't believe you know it's about to be January 1st, and we're starting a new year. I feel it, it really went by quick, but time was was stand st- like still. Uh, so that's just kind of. In a, in a nutshell, just how I feel um, about the, this year. Quick, I don't know about that for me. I felt like this year dragged on forever. It's time <laughs> stood still, like you mentioned there, for so long. Andy, what will you take away from this year? Uh, probably the fact that I got to join uh, and start my sports career. It's probably the biggest thing that I'll, that I'll take away. Another positive there. Yeah, right. It's hard to believe that I started the year uh, full-time news, not really uh, you know, knowing, because I... I think I've said in the podcast before that I always wanted to get into sports. I didn't really know at the start of the year when that time would come because I was still just doing full-time news and just chugging along. And then when this opportunity came, I think it was in April or May, if I remember correctly. Yeah, in May when Craig left. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, then things kind of cleared up, and I got to, to start doing what I love. And I'm with, kind of, I'm with Marley, I think. This year went by really fast. It's hard to believe we could pack so many things into this year, but it feels like just yesterday things were normal. And, but it also feels like a million things have happened since things were normal. Yeah. And for me, I'm just going to say the craziness of that week in March was possibly the, the, I don't know if we're going to have another thing in, in our careers that are literally as crazy as that was in terms of, you know, you're thinking Illinois is coming off this high in basketball. And for me, that's what I love covering the most is you know just the fact of hey this is big time basketball it's what i remember growing up with with basketball at illinois back in 2005 and and the run in the early 2000s and illinois back io is really dang good (laughs) and then the iowa game and the the high of that the anticipation of going to the big 10 tournament and how much fun that was going to be with the ncaa tournament ahead and then all of a sudden it just ends and it's gone and the numbness there of what is happening. You couldn't grasp the magnitude at the time of what that day meant. Like the NCAA tournament is gone. The Big Ten tournament is gone. The future is unknown at this point. And so for me, Marley and Andy, time stood still there and it was a long sense of what's next and the anticipation and just the patterns of our lives so much of the time, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, at least for me, are revolved around 
okay, April's a slow season, and then May picks up, <laughs> and there's state track, and there's state baseball, and there's Illinois baseball and Illinois softball, and then June and July are slow, and then August you get going again, and you get those vibes of covering Illinois football and all of that, and everything was thrown off. And so for me, it was just this weirdness of this standstill. I was stuck in March there for like three, four months, you know, before basketball really started to pick up again. And so for me, it was a long time of yeah. just unknowns there. And so in one sense, it, it seems like not that long ago. And I get that from you guys that, you know, this this flew by. And in another sense, it's like, holy smokes, man, like we're, we're still stuck here in March. Yeah, you mentioned that week. And it's funny. I'm interested to hear Marley's perspective on this. But I can still remember that morning I, we had come in for work and Marley's getting ready to go to the Big Ten tournament. And we were just talking about the NBA had started canceling games the night before. Rudy Gobert had tested positive, And we're like, there's no way that the Big Ten tournament can happen. And Marley's getting packed and ready to go. And then all of a sudden, the announcement comes at like 11 o'clock in the morning before yep. she's about to go and cover Illinois' game. And that was crazy from my perspective. But, I mean, going to Indianapolis, Marley, I'm sure oh, that was yeah. a, such a super weird experience. Yeah, that I, that is a day I will never, ever forget. Like you said, Andy, I, I had gotten to the station. I was, like, getting all the equipment ready to go. And all of a sudden, we, like, saw the alert on our phone, like the ESPN alert, Big Ten tournament canceled. And there we are, like, freaking out. It's this whirlwind. Like, do we go? Do we still go? Anyways, they sent me to Indy. I get there, and it is a complete ghost town. It's crazy to think, like, you know, there would have just been fans all over the place. It would have been this exciting atmosphere. And I mean, they did end up getting rid of fans before they uh, got rid of when they canceled the tournament. But yeah, it, it, you know, I was in a tizzy. It, it was crazy just getting there, just seeing the emptiness. It, it was a ghost town. Um, yeah, I, I will never forget it. And then just the feeling afterwards, like you mentioned, Brett, just like the the emptiness, the unknown. I feel like we've almost just been doing basketball for for so long just because that's kind of when everything ended it was like okay basketball's over and then okay now here we are right back into it and that's just the way that you know we started out the new year for me I just remember coming home from a trip from Florida and then you know I had a basketball game the the next day I went to Michigan State they lost but then Illinois went on like a seven game winning streak so um and then just to kind of like start that cycle over again like okay here we are in January, like Illinois has some big games coming up. Like I feel like we just we just did this, and I'm thinking ahead to March. Like, okay, are we gonna are we gonna finish it? But yeah, that day in Indianapolis, like I couldn't have gotten out of there quick enough. It was just a complete ghost town. Um, it's so so incredibly eerie. Um, and I hope I I never have to experience anything like that um, again. But it, it was also a privilege, you know. Like I felt really humbled in that moment knowing like, okay, this is a historic moment. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are going to remember where they were when they kind of found out all of this was happening and all these sports are getting canceled. Um, so to be a part of that and to report on that moment, um, you know, I, I never take it for granted. And, and I tr feel truly blessed uh, to be there and, and report that moment because it was such a big moment in, in history, really. Yeah, March 12, 2020 is a day we're all going to remember. And like you said, Molly, for us sports fans and people that work in sports, we're going to remember where we were at that day. And I remember the conversation with Rich Flesh, our news director, deciding if we were still going to send you to Indianapolis or not. And we just said, I think she should go and represent 
uh, a presence there for us in this historic moment. And I'm glad we did that. And I'm glad you came back and you were safe in that sense. I remember talking with you that night just saying, you know, get a hotel room if you want to. That's fine. You know, to it was a long day and anticipation and everything else. And you decided to come back that night, which I'm thankful you did because it's everything we know now that we didn't know then changes our perspective and outlook and how we do things. And it's still to this day changing how we do things. But uh, I thought it was funny too. You mentioned, Marley, for me, the beginning of the year was the end of essentially the high of the bowl game from Lovey Smith, the disappointment of losing it. Uh, you were at home in Florida. I was coming back from San Francisco uh, from the bowl game. Craig was still in the department then. And we we're, you know, like you said, going to Michigan State where Illinois got rocked. And remember, there was the question then of, is this team good? That was before IO's run. And you mentioned the seven-game winning streak. And, and this team turned it around. But, like, we still had major questions. There was doubts about Illinois basketball going forward at that point. And I th think to now and fast-forwarding how different perception is from the Illini and Io DeSumo coming back July uh, I think it was July 31st he decided to come back and then August 1st the next day if I remember right Kofi Coburn decides he's coming back that was a great respite for us in the middle of the summer and, and just the excitement from Illini Nation the big news of, of that you know and the momentous occasion that that was of like oh wow Illinois basketball is going to be really good here but is there going to be a season we didn't know that even at that point and the one thing that I'm really proud of, and this is a testament to you, Marley, and to Craig, who was here, and to Andy, uh, is just how we handled it. I'm really proud of how our department didn't stop. There were so many sports departments around the country that just either were put on furlough, essentially stopped, didn't have any more content to run, and, and we found a way to continue and persevere and tell good stories and, and do meaningful content in that time. And that's something I'm really proud of from our department is that you know we came together after the breath that we took of a couple days of, oh my gosh, and that press conference that we had would have been that Friday. So March 13th, when the team came back and Josh Whitman and Brad Underwood were in there and we're talking about the next steps. And that was the last time we were at State Farm Center up until this year. But we, we brought our collective heads together and we figured out a whole bunch of content of what we were going to do. And I know you were still in, in uh, news then, Andy, but you know, for, for us and for me, that was really big to just say, okay, this is not ideal. <laughs> this is terrible for local sports and, and everything else moving forward because there are no sports, but we found a way to get it done, and, and that's something I'm really proud of. Um, how would you kind of sum up, Marley, what the last – I would say maybe from like the end of March through August, what were those months like for you? You know, Relatively new here, still in the business, just a couple of years in, of figuring out how to manage all of that. Yeah, I mean, like, that was such a huge, huge um, challenge for me just trying. I mean, I, I had one summer of that kind of experience of not having a lot of stuff and you have to kind of scrape the pot for, for some content. But even in the summer, there were still like some things going on, you know, like there were little camps and stuff. But to be there in March with like literally nothing going on entirely, um, it, it was scary. And uh, I, I'm thankful for you as well, Brett, for, you know, giving us that confidence that, that we could, you know, get through it and find content. And we did. I don't know how, honestly, like, I really don't. But we did it. We did it. And, uh, you know, and that's where I learned a lot about myself as well. You know, just uh, like I mentioned before, just learning what I can do when, when faced with adversity and 
and still being creative. So that was a huge challenge. I think I'm going to be better um, because of it in the end. And, and just also with taking, you know, the new position as a weekend anchor, it was so different from what I expected the position to be initially because, you know, obviously we usually have so much stuff going on and then just taking that job and being, you know, just sitting there in the summer, like, okay, we have major league baseball and what else um, was a challenge too. But again, uh, I think it, it makes me better for it. Um, so I, but I, I don't hope we have to go through that again because <laughs> it was tough. It was tough, but um, yeah, in the end, I, I think I'm grateful and I, I took a lot away from just that experience. And I think I, there was a lot of good stories that, that I like doing. Like, for example, um, I, like Jacqueline Quaid, she was a standout Illinois volleyball player and then she goes to UCLA to play beach volleyball. That's one that like sticks out um, in my mind. Um, I talked to um, a football player from North Central College. Uh, they won the national championship a couple seasons back and he went through so much adversity, losing his mom, his dad when he was younger and like just learning that story um, from just talking to this kid about the pandemic and, and getting to meet, you know, some cool people and Illinois alumni. Um, it was a good experience overall. Yeah, but when I hope I don't have that again. <laughs> right. If we could never repeat this again, that would be great and get back to yeah. what we're accustomed to and doing coverage. No doubt. And- you know, going all over the country and doing all this kind of stuff. Andy, what was your perspective from being in news, seeing the sports department try and carry on? Because in news, you guys still had content. Yes, you were doing it differently. And Marley, you can weigh on this uh, here after Andy. You were at your apartment quarantined or, you know, in a sense, just working from home for I don't know, a long time. Yeah. Andy, you I know you were at home too, but what was your sense from the sports department? This was before you were in the department. You were kind of watching us work. Uh, and and what was your experience in news? Because you were covering protests and all sorts of different things. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, from the outside looking in, I was just like taken aback. I mean, how you guys were able to still fill two, two and a half minutes. I mean, every day. I thought that was, I mean, that was wild. Like you mentioned, I mean, news still had stuff to, to do. I mean, there's, it felt like every day it was a different story about how, this particular person was affected by COVID and then this other person was affected by COVID just kind of felt like that was the the same thing over again. But uh, you can't really do that with sports because the answer is all the same. The sports just stopped, you know, in the the sports department. So, and and in that sense, your news cycle was almost bigger, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys had tons. Did you have tons of content? What was that like? I know it was a lot of the same stories, but like, is is that it? And I know you don't want to be a news person, but like (laughs) from the news perspective, was that, like a big 10 tournament for us or like, you know, how do you kind of sum that up with so much content and so many different things happening all the time? It's hard because it felt like, like you mentioned, there was almost more content than normal in news. I remember, you know, the, the, the day side meetings that we would have at 10 o'clock in the morning when we, you know, go through, you know, what we want to cover for the day and what's, you know, important for the day. I mean, I felt like that was always full. Like our planner was always full because there was something else a different angle to look at other things so it was i don't want to say it was like a big 10 tournament i mean i haven't you know been yeah. to one but um it, i mean it was just like that every day where you know there was always something new a new angle to look at something which was re- refreshing that you know in news um that you, you kind of have that uh, you know but it was just it was wild man you mentioned the work from home marley and i both had to to do that in our in our i think everyone besides maybe you, the anchors, yeah. and a producer here at the station. It was super weird. Had it, to do in that. our newsroom. It was me because I I kept coming to work every day. It was our producer Scott, our news director Rich, 
And we, then we were all spread out across the building, socially distant and all of that. They'd move some desks, computers, all that kind of stuff. And we were just single anchor shows. And the producers were at home. Most, if not all the reporters were at home. I can't remember exactly what it was. And it was just so strange yeah. being here, I, you know? I remember that I had come in about three different times um, to you. Either it was something was not working with my internet. And when I did come in, uh, it was, like you mentioned, it was such an eerie feeling. Brett probably saw me in my sweatpants because, I mean, you you work from home. You can wear sweatpants. When I had to randomly come in by surprise, that wasn't fun for me. But, you know... Having that experience of working from home at the beginning, you you think and I'm sure Marley had this thought too. Was how do we keep that same productivity? How do we get the same, um, you know, product out there in the end, but work from home? That was such a difficult thing to go about. I mean, luckily I felt well prepared with you know what I had at home with my computer and everything, and you know the knowledge of you know how to do that same thing at home. But that was the biggest challenge, probably biggest reward to. Um, transition everything that we do in a day to do that from home, which I never thought I'd ever have to do, and still get something on the air that looks like how, you know how we would do it. I guess you could call it in the before times, before COVID. <laughs> before hit. times. Um, yeah. So th that was a really cool experience, and I felt like that was you know similar for you guys how you were able to still yeah. have that same productivity. And you just got to find a way to make it work. Marley's got to get going here, so we're gonna wrap it up from her. Marley, uh, parting thoughts from 2020. As you start 2021, and we all do here tomorrow. I know you're back at work on Saturday. So, uh, what will you take from 2020 moving forward to 2021? Yeah, I'm just going to take all of the you know lessons learned, um, all of the experiences that that we had, the good and the bad, and just move forward. You know, that's all we can really do at this point. You know, we're looking ahead to to a new year. I kind of want to tread carefully. I'm not going to have as many expectations <laughs> as I did for this year because that was, um, yeah, they, they were all crushed, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> here we go. Uh, you know, I'm just excited to, to put this in the past. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, just learn from it all, move on. Um, I, I learned that I don't like working from home. Um, even though like Andy mentioned, you know, I, I was prepared, you know, I had my laptop and whatever internet and all that. It just like, it was not for me. I like to be around people. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm excited for 2021 and and all the fun that it'll bring. I'm sure we're gonna have a great rest of uh, the basketball season. So um, I'm pretty stoked. So here we go. Hopefully, you guys um ring in the new year uh, with lots of friends or family or whatever you guys uh, may be doing. But I hope um, you know you guys get to oh, celebrate so nice. it. All right, Marley. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll be glad to have you back here in a couple of days on a, on a great vacation for you and, and some much deserved and needed time away. So uh, it's been a great 2020 in one sense. It's been a terrible 2020 in another sense, uh, one that we would ne have never have scripted and never even in a million years for me thought about them canceling the NCAA tournament or having a canceled uh, postponed Big Ten football season. And then it's back and then it's just like riding the waves of high school Stuff is postponed until the spring, and we still don't know if that's going to happen or not. You add in, you know, the professional sports trying to come back. Mm -hmm. There's just so much to add in here and to reminisce on. And I think maybe out of all of it, Andy, I'm just thankful that we made it this far. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thankful that my family's healthy. I hope yours is too. 
and you know that that we can continue to push forward here and it is about boundaries and pushing past those and figuring out what we can do and how we can do things differently and i'm going to take that in a sense from there is some good that can come out of this i really do believe that that overall our limits have been pushed our boundaries have been expanded that we've had to think creatively we've had to get outside of our comfort zones to to really push ourselves to do things in different ways that maybe we didn't think possible before, or maybe we hadn't had to think of different ways to do those things. But now as we sit here and we go, okay, my eyes have been open to some differences in some new ways to go about things at work or personally or whatever that may be. And Marley, like you mentioned here, just in terms of, you know, I, I don't like working from home, you know, yeah. like I like being around people. And I think that's something that can be beneficial from this and taken away. And we can all become better people out of that because of we're pushed to our extremes and we're, we're able to do, you know, things that we didn't even consider thinking about doing before because that was just our comfort zone and the way we've always done them. And why would I ever change what I'm doing here? You know, but that's not always the best way. And so, you know, that's kind of where I'm hanging here at the end of 2020. Marley? Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to thank you guys as well, Brett and Andy. Um, you guys have made this experience um, so great, you know, and I'm so lucky to have awesome people um, just to be surrounded with because um, obviously that, that helps when you have a great support system. So thank you guys for, you know, we, we got through it. We got through it together. Um, and I'm so excited to head um, into the new year um, with you guys because you are both so really awesome and push me to do my best every day. So that'll be my parting thoughts. Have a great new year to you guys and everyone listening, and let's head into 2021 with a bang. Absolutely. Amen to that, Marley. Thank you, and uh, we'll, we'll see you here in just a couple of days as Illinois is going to get ready to play Purdue on Saturday at 5 o'clock. But, Andy, I mean, as, as we you know kind of wrap up here and, and look forward to 2021, I, I'm just grateful. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when you start to reminisce and, and – not that I ever doubted like that sports was going to go away. We had the support from our boss, Rich, you know, that he wanted us to continue to do sports. Mm -hmm. We weren't going to lose our jobs. You know, we weren't going to uh, be kicked out of the building necessarily, you know, like, or out of the, the newscast. And so I'm thankful for that. But like, I'm also hopeful that the end is near <laughs> with, with this and that we can have the things that we so much enjoyed before, because I think maybe more than anything, that's like um, the biggest thing that I'm not going to take for granted. You know, it was like uh, going to Missouri earlier this month, December 12th, I think was the bragging rights game at Missouri, you know, and it's a, it's about a four hour drive there. And I got back at like three 30 in the morning. And my wife and my mom, because it's just what moms do, you know, are very worried that I was driving. So I'm like, this is what I used to do all the time. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. I was excited for the grind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take that for granted anymore that like, hey, I'm we're really freaking privileged to be able to do what we're able to do here. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you've had those moments, too, of like and I'm sure you have the transition to sports and all of that. You know, I, I know that's been a really a momentous part of your life. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Super excited to have you in the department. But I, for me, I think that's just like the, the perspective piece that is so powerful sometimes in life. Like we all need that, you know, to to remind ourselves that like, hey, we're covering sports for a living. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that same day is when I had really the same thought because that was the first time that I had gone uh, on the road to cover an Illinois game 
for you guys with uh, I went to Northwestern that day. And if fans remember, can recall three weeks back, uh, that was not the most fun day outside. It was rainy. Yeah. It was cold. And, you know, I, I was out there, let's see, probably eight or nine hours, maybe 10 hours, something like that, um, covering the game and then editing all the stuff for the show and writing all the stuff for the show. I don't think I've ever had, like, I don't think I've ever worked that hard um, to, <laughs> like, get something out there. And I don't think I've ever been th- put through, you know, harsher conditions to to do something in my professional career like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I got back in the car and I changed out of my wet clothes, first of all. Also, but, a great call. Yeah. You got to bring oh, extra. Yeah. If it's raining Have for to. football games, you got to bring extra clothes. Absolutely. But I, I sat there in my newly dry clothes. Um, and just thought about how grateful I was to actually have that opportunity because when I was in news, I would, all I was thinking about was, you know, wishing that I had the chance to do that and I would do that 10 more times, you know, (laughs) to, to keep doing this kinds of stuff. So when you talk about being grateful, you know, that was definitely a moment that, that hit for me. And, you know, I know that we're almost, it feels like we're almost at the end of this whole pandemic. Um, you know, there's still a lot that we have to do. Let's we, I mean, we, yeah, let's hope. We still need to be cognizant. Everybody needs to wear masks and, and wait until that we're all, we all got that vaccine. We're all healthy there. Um, but we're almost at the end, it feels like. It feels like we can't do this for another eight or nine months, however long that has been. Um, so thinking about the what's on the other side of that is, is super exciting because hopefully, I mean, fans can be back in the stadium and I can experience, you know, what those Illinois events are like with, with, with fans. So I'm just, I'm super happy. And I've had those moments, like you mentioned, where, you know, I'm grateful for what I'm doing. I'm happy that we can still be doing it. And it just feels great that, uh, we can keep doing this and that if this is as bad as it gets, we can somehow get through it. So whatever else comes in front of us, whatever else happens, you know, feels like that we can get through that too, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, like I said, that perspective is, is really, really powerful a lot of times. So grateful for that. We're going to end on a happy note here that we're hoping the pandemic is, is drawing to a near that the, that the end is near for this is I got a push alert from WCIA during this, that the new strand or whatever of the coronavirus, oh, you know, and all of that. I'm going to look on the positive side. I'm going to try and keep a positive outlook on what could be. And even thinking of an exciting 2021, like you mentioned, of getting fans back, of getting just normal sports back in a sense without these weird schedules or you know differences in, in how we cover them or how they're viewed or, or whatever else that may be. And I know fans are a big part of that for so many Um that is one to hang my hat on for 2021, that that is coming sooner rather than later. And through that all, through the grind of something, and I was like asking for a grind, you know, in <laughs> July or August or yeah. whatever it was, you know, I was like, oh, I need some grinds. And we had a couple of them with um, some some shows that we did, or some 30-minute specials or whatnot. Mm. Uh, but like, man, no, that's that's good. So... Uh, well, and and we started this pod this year. Yeah, I mean, this has been this probably is, this has been one of the the more fun things that you know I think that we get to do, just kind of talking about sports. And I will mention, uh, you, you talked about you know getting back to normal. I cannot wait until we have our last Zoom press conference <laughs> and we can actually oh go gosh. to Memorial Stadium and the State Farm Center to get interviews and yeah. things like that. That'll be great, man. Like that's something too. Where you know. I don't even know if I remember what Zoom was before. No. I mean, maybe I, I'd heard of it. I don't know. I wish I would have bought stock in it in February. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you would have been 
I think um, I think I had heard of like Skype. I think everyone knew what Skype was, but Zoom came out of nowhere, and now it's just a regular word in our vocabulary. Like it's just part of our daily routine. That's right. uh, we're just gonna zoom and whatever else, and th- and that's been a positive too, Andy. Because sure. you think of the sound opportunities we've gotten from the road or whatever yeah. else that you didn't have that before, and so now we can talk to these athletes and coaches after a road game, or maybe we wouldn't have traveled or, or had those opportunities. So in some facets, that's been good, and and that's where I mentioned that there is some good that's come out of all of this. I really believe that both professionally and personally for everyone. And At least that's my hope. That's probably something that we'll also take out of it. You know, we'll be excited. Like I said, when we're done with it and we don't have to rely on it, but we will be able to take that, I think, in the future. And we mentioned about, you know, things that we've learned and, you know, how things will go back to the same. I mean, I think we will use Zoom probably forever in sports reporting just because you mentioned not everyone's going to be that close and available that yeah. it, it's it's now another way that we can talk with people and tell stories right and and i think that's good and so you know this is getting a little nitty-gritty here <laughs> but like even for me i i'm, I'm so much of a perfectionist for quality mm-hmm. on our air because i believe it's if it's on tv like it needs to be good quality and so even for me like at the start of this whole thing i remember watching network news you know cbs news or whatever nbc news on you know the nightly news and you would have never seen a quality that was as yeah. low using a Zoom as it was on network news. And then it was on there. And I'm like, well, if network's doing it, then it's fine with us, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the standard. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just all things that you, you just start to think about that are, have changed, you know, and some good, some bad. And, and I hope that you and your family are well listening to this. Uh, we're doing fine in the sports department. I, I hope that continues as well. And that uh, brighter days are ahead, both for, you know, us personally, professionally, that Illinois is maybe on the up and up here with football, changing coaching staffs. Look, I don't, it's not our job to root for Illinois or care if they win, but I've always said our job's a hell of a lot more fun when they win. So, you know, it's, it's fun to cover a good team. And so, you know, I hope that's the case that the excitement can get there from the fans that maybe Brett Bielema can turn this thing around and that, you know, when we push here forward to the fall, that things will be quote unquote normal mm-hmm. again. Yeah, and to think about where we are going to be nine months, eight nine months from now, where we were nine months ago when this all started, to where we will be nine months from now, and new football season is getting started. Will there be fans? I mean, that's going to be answered here probably soon. But right, um, you know, it, it, it's exciting to think about where we can be at that point. All right, let's end on a positive note, Andy, with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll regroup here towards 2021 and, and getting back and hopefully, you know, building towards an NCAA tournament for Illinois. And we're going to be here to cover that all along the way as we have been. That'll only continue with Illinois football. Hopefully we can get high school back, sports in general, something. Yeah. It's, it's at a pause right now until Illinois gets out of these uh, Tier 3 mitigations. So hopefully that will come back. High school football is supposed to be played in the spring. Um hopeful that happens although pretty doubtful to be honest with you but here's some to some optimism for that and uh we'll kiss 2020 in the rearview mirror kiss a goodbye and we'll hope that uh, we never get this again so for andy olson and marley weirda this is the last podcast of 2020 it's been a fun three-in-one podcast from the inception back in march to getting to this point where i think we're 40 plus episodes in now it's been great to continue to do things differently to expand upon our content here at WCIA. We're going to continue to do that, get outside the box, get uncomfortable and and 
provide our listeners and, and viewing audience with some different ways to hear us in, in different mediums. So for Andy and Marley, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in 2021. Thank you.